for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Where's the headband? <laughs> when I'm working out, I definitely wear it. Hair's getting a little long, too long to, to not. I need something new. Had that same haircut for a while. Decided to change it up. We'll see how it goes. One of the uh, UFC moves you mentioned, you said he tries to hit you with them. Can you explain? Yeah, like UFC punches, fly kicks, and and punches. You don't watch UFC? I do, but what is it? Does he do this? Yeah, he does this. This is normal. He does to everybody. You don't see this in the locker room? He knee kicks on me sometimes, like he do it all the time. Have you gotten him back? Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to let that fly. <laughs> Feisty Joe Burrow growing his hair, getting buff, and walking around the locker room, kicking guys. Is kicking guys? Is he- I wouldn't recommend that. Is he Johnny? Is he like Johnny? Put him in a body. Put him in a, put him in a body bag. I mean, it kind of looks like that. When I started to hear that story with the headband uh-huh. on, I mean, he's Johnny. Put him in a head bag. Give him the give him the leg sweep, Johnny. <laughs> you mean a body bag, not a head bag? Yeah, I, 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 I combined bag. them both by accident there for a second. Yes, <laughs> mid-season form already. Both. Would he be part of Cobra Kai, or would he be, or would he be Danielson? I think he's more Cobra Kai. I mean. He's got a little bit of that pizzazz and just, you know, a little edge about him. He he seems more Cobra Kai. I mean, you know, I know and have met the guy. He's not a punk, but he, I think, comes off, you know, a little bit that way to some people or cocky, whatever. I th- I think the Cobra Kai is a little over the top for his style. I think yeah, he right. wants to be mild-mannered away from the field and then rip your heart out and show it to you on the field and then make some – comment after the fact that seems mild-mannered but the words are as biting as what he did to you out in the arena although maybe he's making a little bit of a turn look we all change we all grow we all develop maybe his confidence is going to cause him to act maybe a little bit differently I mean look he's he's jacked he's growing his hair he's doing his thing but it, it bodes well for the future of the NFL. We need yeah. more stars. We need another Tom Brady. We need people who move the needles. Aaron Rodgers rotating out of the game eventually. We see what his movement to a new team at age 39 did by way of creating excitement. We need this excitement that comes from the great young stars, and they need to show their personalities because I think that attracts more people to the game. Definitely. And it keeps people engaged in the game Definitely. in the offseason. When there otherwise isn't a whole lot to talk about. No, this is PFT Live. We'll talk about whatever we can over the course of the next two hours here on Peacock. And let me just say one thing. I think I'm going to start identifying the show as PFT Live on Peacock, exclusive home of a wild card streaming game, the first (laughs) of its kind ever, which means it's historic. I may need to tighten it up a little bit, but that's what I'm thinking. I do need to rectify one thing I said yesterday, Christopher. I did hear from our boss. About my ah. 
I like it. Go get Peacock. Land. I like and, it. And he was happy with it. Okay. With one caveat. What? You're not going to be able to do a free trial. You're not going to be able to do a free trial. You got to pay. You got to pay to watch straight. the game. Okay. You're not going to be able to do the sign up and bail in January. Right. You're going to have to pay if you join in January. If you want your free trial, if they make them available, do it now. The free trial is not available in the month of January where the goal is to get people to sign up for Peacock. And people still are like processing this mentally. It's really not that difficult. Whatever money you have been paying every month to big cable or big satellite or big whatever, that money can now be parsed about various streaming services. And that's how you get your TV content. And if you want to watch live football, there's a couple of them you need to have now. You need to have Amazon for Thursday nights, and you need to have Peacock for a Saturday night in late December and a Saturday night in mid-January where a couple of significant games are going to be played. That regular season game that we were talking about yesterday, I thought it was Titans-Chargers. It's Bills-Chargers even better. That's going to be an impactful game. Week 16, Saturday night, two nights before Christmas. You're not going to want to watch that. So... That's your occasion to get it, and then you keep it for the month, and you get the you get the playoff game. So you get two meaningful games for four ninety nine. That's that sounds not, like a bargain. That's not bad, right? I mean, it's not bad. I know we like. I don't want to tell people what to do with money, but it is one of those kind of things, like where you go, man, four ninety nine. This day and age, come on, that's really nothing. And you start to nit, nitpick at people's lives, and you go, wait, let's let's pay attention to what you paid four ninety nine for today. And all the dumb crap people buy in a week, right? Well, I mean, when you really think about it, it's arbitrary. But it's like, I guess because it's the NFL and it's billionaires and it's NBC. And, you know, they think it's the, the biggest company in the world. And we got money. And it's football players who are getting money. That's where I think people probably get a little upset with having to pay something to, to watch it that way. But you always have, unless you've been I know. watching games I know. Through, through the rabbit ear antenna. You're paying. Oh, and by the way, you bought the TV. They don't give those out free. I mean, if you want to watch video content, there's a price to pay. It's part of your discretionary income to enjoy your life. I mean, I, you know, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that you don't want to p- tell people how to spend your money. I view it more as good advice on how to take the money that they have and use it wisely. But the bottom line is if you've got the NFL virus, the only prescription – is more peacock. More peacock. That's right. I like it. it. You better have it. <laughs> that's the only cure yeah. out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's good. At least on a Saturday night in late December and a Saturday in mid-January. So uh, that that is the one thing I wanted to clarify. No free trial. Way to go. Way this, to clarify that to uh, the boss for your own sake. And again, it's, it's, yeah. I haven't done the full research, but I know from the streaming platforms I have, all the rest are more expensive. Shouldn't that count for something? All of them are more expensive. Yeah, like it should. You're right. Ridiculously more expensive in some cases. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you there. So what? Uh, else, wait. So what else did the boss say? The boss tell you that you know, hey, when you're here in person, it's a great show, and you should move up and like hang out with Chris more. I miss you. Oh, you're not here. Oh, sorry, you're somewhere else. Man, it was so fun being around you those last few days. Now you're gone. I'm all by myself again. Damn. So, wait a minute. In one breath, you say you're not going to tell people how to spend their money. And then you go back to trying to tell me how to live Well, you life. have a There's lot a of it. I don't care about your money. You've got a lot. You're sitting on a whole mountain full of it you out there. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the point. The point isn't you telling me how to spend my money. It's you telling me what to do. The common thread is you telling other people what to do. Right. You won't tell them what to do when it comes to how to spend their money. No. But your friend and colleague, exactly. you can tell what to do on where he's supposed to live Isn't that what friends are for? Friends are supposed to say the things that others won't that's what i'm doing for you right now right see look peter guy he agrees listen we didn't need this <laughs> yes we didn't need this but read it out but read it out loud no, do you want, i don't you want me to read it um he wrote at pro football talk unrelated i think at c sims qb was correct when he said the show works better with you and both with you both in person stronger flow better engagement that being said i thought his dig in your chest was a little unfair <laughs> yeah Nah, Peter, it's all right. He'll live. That's okay. Hey. That's all I got for two days, so I'm not complaining. I avoided the Vulcan death grip on my leg, which is the one thing that I hate. So maybe maybe my complaints about that for the past five years have finally sunk in. Why don't you move down here? You can get a lot of land for your horses. I mean, your entire farm operation fits more here. You're like Green Acres in Greenwich. At least... 
they lived away from town when they had pigs and horses and chickens. This is the, the land of pigs and horses and chickens. Your family would be so much happier here. Your daughter riding her horse through the countryside. Come live in West Virginia. You can buy a lot of land for not much money. We got a pretty countryside here. here. I have more to move. I have more to move. You're you're old and winding down in life. It's easier for you to come up here. What? The <laughs> f- <laughs> I'm killing you today, aren't I? <laughs> My God. Yeah, if this is your if if this is your way of luring me up there, well, I'm already on my way. I'm yeah. getting on a plane. I'm, I'm schmoozing you good over. here. I'm yeah. leaving my family. I know how to charm them, Mike. I do. My family stays here, and I come up there for our eight hours a week of football talk. Hey, by the way, do you yeah. pay any attention to the NBA draft lottery? Uh, yeah, you do know, you pay any attention? To I, that? I, I did not watch it last night. I mean, I know who the number one pick is going to be because everybody makes a big deal about this. You know, the big kid that's seven two and amazing or whatever. Wemby. Yeah, exactly. But no, I didn't pay. What else? Anything? Every else time anything? I see Wemby. Yeah, right. Well, every time I see Wemby, my first thought is, no, it's Wembley. But it's, <laughs> the guy's name's Wemby, short for a longer name that I've never heard spoken, so I don't know how to properly pronounce it, so I'll stick with Wemby. Well, all I know is hashtag NBA Riggs started trending last night. And I asked my son, because he was paying attention to it, and he went over to his buddies to watch the game. Right. Uh, is is like, what are people saying about this? Are they saying it's rigged? Oh yeah, it's rigged. They wanted, they wanted, uh, they didn't want Detroit to have him. They wanted San Antonio to have him. And I think it's great that the Mavericks deliberately and openly acknowledged they were tanking to try to enhance their chance of getting Wemby. So now they have to deal with him in somewhat close geographical. Very much so. Distance from where they are, sucking attention away from the Mavericks and toward the San Antonio Spurs. So that's a better punishment than whatever they did to Mark Cuban and company. No, I, I'm I'm amazed with you right now. I mean, wow, you are up here in New York talking about Aaron Judge yesterday, NBA basketball. Before we came on the show, you said you were starting to read the JFK book. I think you are. I don't know. Uh, I mean, man, you are really, you're becoming a well-rounded human being here in uh, middle of May. I really like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm working my way through the JFK book. It's going to take a while. I've read the preface, the introduction, and I'm like 15 pages in. Yeah. And there's a lot of words on each page. Yeah, I know. But I'm getting there. I'm right. getting there. Right. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, I, I mentioned the NBA draft lottery because I really think the NFL should have one. And I think the only reason the NFL doesn't have one is that unless the dividing line for who gets in is who made the playoffs and who didn't. And I think that is a fair dividing line. If you made the playoffs, you're not in. If you didn't make the playoffs, you're in the running. But it's got to be an even chance for everybody who didn't make it. See, the moment you start giving the team that finishes worst – more lottery balls or however they do it to determine your likelihood of winning. The moment they acknowledge that there is a potential benefit in April to stinking in December and January, that's when they acknowledge what we all know. They have this firewall between everybody tries to win every single game, no matter what, and, oh, it's pretty damn good that we lost that last game because look what we got. We got Wemby. So I feel like that's why they're not going to do it, because if you don't have a clear dividing line where playoffs, no playoffs, and then there's no incentive to be worse, whether you're the last team out or the yeah. team that's been out of it since Halloween. Right. That's a good thought. That's where it gets into the whole right. pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Right. We know that the smart teams find a way to to lose that key late season game that will deliver that generational talent that happens to be in this year's draft class. That wasn't an issue this year, but next year with Caleb Williams, it will be. So wait, so how do they figure it out though? That's what I'm, I guess I'm, I'm not like, if it's, if it's all in one pool and you're just saying we still have a lottery, but it's just even amount of balls for each team in there. Is that what you're kind of saying there? I think that's the only way to do it, to eliminate the temptation to tank. Yeah. But then the question is, is it yeah. fair that that the the Packers yeah. would have an equal chance right. as the Bears. Right. The Bears had the worst record and earned the number one overall pick. The Packers or the Lions, maybe the Lions, Lions and Steelers would be a better example because they were, 
you know, came on strong late, right? Just missed it. Why should they have an equal chance to the team that was asked the whole year? And I mean, the Bears. Sorry, I mean the shoe fits. We thought it wasn't going to be the Bears. The Texans kept it from being the Bears by beating the Colts in Week 18. So, but that's the only way to remove the tank. It doesn't seem fair to the worst teams, but it's the only way to remove the temptation to tank. Because I can't imagine any team saying, "Well, you know, we got a chance to make the playoffs if we win." But if we were to lose this game, we would have a 1-18 in 18 shot at getting generational talent. I think you're always going to try to yeah, make the playoffs. Definitely. Agreed. See, Agreed. I'm just trying to figure out where that, that incentive disappears. Right. And that's the only way to make it disappear. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, it, it's, basketball is a little different than football. I do think, you know, of course, I think it's easier to tank in basketball. We know that. I mean, you just sit out the best player on your team, and it just totally changes the football, uh, the basketball game, like drastically, way more than a football game. You know, maybe other than a quarterback, a star quarterback, that would change things. But, you know, I mean, as we know, LeBron James goes to a team, and we go, well, they're, they're in the running for one of the top teams to go to the finals, and Kevin Durant. So that's where the sport is a little different. But I hear you. It's actually a really good thought. I don't know – as we always talk about, if it matters as much for football, right? I mean, this past year kind of proved it to a degree. that You, you can't tell Let Lovey Smith and Davis Mills not to score a touchdown with 12 seconds left. They're going, screw you. There's a film on me, and I'm out here playing, and we're going to win this damn game. So, you know, they can try to, but that's where it is a little different than basketball. The other side of it, too, is can we create a system – that rewards teams. One of the spring leagues, I think the USFL did this last year, when it got down to the last game of the season and it was clear that the loser was going to be the worst team in the league and the winner was going to be the second worst, they created this rule that said whoever wins this game wins the first pick in next year's draft. Not that the USFL draft is anything like the NFL draft, but that's the kind of thing you want to create, an incentive to keep trying to win. And Pete's suggesting that the last team out of the playoffs, excuse me, the first team out of the playoffs. Wait a minute. Yes, that team should have the first overall pick. But you know what? That that You would have an owner out there thinking, hmm, generational not, talent. Right. We might, make make, we might not make – we might not – we're going to – we're not going to do gonna anything our, in the playoffs. We're right? going to get our asses kicked. Right, right, right. Exactly. Let's get generational talent yeah. instead. Yeah. So I just think that the simplest approach is all the playoff teams – Go pursue the Super Bowl championship. All the non-playoff teams, one ball each, and we're going to figure out the lottery. That's the only way to re- remove the incentive to tank. And what it also does is it creates a hell of an event that you would have at some point in that dead spot between free agency and the final run-up to the draft. It would create a hell of a moment, a hell of a night, especially if – you did have this situation where all the teams, good, bad, or otherwise, that didn't make the playoffs are in the same bucket to try to get that first overall pick. And I'd like to think that you could get 24 owners behind this. I'd like to think, because how many of the teams are ever in that regular conversation? Like, it's that handful of teams that can't get out of their own way, that keep popping back up. I'd like to think at least 24 owners would say, you know what, this could be good for us. Just, just like the, the idea that you've got four teams in a division and the winner of the division is always going to host a playoff game, that rule's never changing because every owner looks at it and says, i got a one-in-four chance in theory every year at hosting a playoff game. Right. Why would I vote against this? Yeah. Why would I vote against that system? I look at this idea and I say, if I'm an owner of a team, why would I vote against having, if I don't make it to the playoffs, Think about the excitement that it generates for the 18 cities. You can milk the hell out of this thing, Chris. You've got a lottery coming up. The 18 teams that did not make the playoffs all have an equal shot. We're going to count them down from 18 to 1 to determine who has the first pick in the draft. They could make this thing huge if they're willing to do it. And this is the way to do it where you eliminate any temptation to tank. It's gone. It's gone forever. The conversation is over. The only remaining sliver would be, did some team really not try to make the playoffs, playoffs, in order to get one of the balls? And that, I think, it 
would be ridiculous. I really do. The chance of getting the first overall pick is so slim. Why would you not want a shot at the playoffs? And and it would be conspicuous. If you're a team that's trying to make it the last week and you bench half your starters after halftime like the Buccaneers did against the Saints in 2014 so they could get the Jameis Winston pick, it would be obvious. It wouldn't just be forgotten and overlooked like that was. It would be like, holy crap, a team had a chance to make the playoffs and they took their quarterback out for the second half to see what to see what uh, the other guy could do like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts a couple of years ago when they were in a position to beat the commanders at the end of the season. It would be too big of a deal. It would be too obvious, and it would be too scrutinized. And even if an owner was tempted to do it, Chris, I don't think they'd be able to do it. No, probably not. No, I, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I mean, your, your thoughts are good. I hear you. My, my, my thing or my challenge flag, would I just go, is um, the NFL is dominating the sports world, and it's the most competitive league in the world, and I don't want to see a team – that might have just missed the playoffs and maybe was really good, but a star player got hurt, and now they have an equal chance to get the first pick as the same as some shitty team who's not good and their stars were all there, their players were there, and I, I, I don't want that. I mean, then we're, you're not going to have the Bengals turn around and all of a sudden they're one of the worst teams and the best teams in football that way. You know, I mean, the sport is – it's the, the, come on – the NFL draft, it it's outrates the NBA Finals and the World Series, everything. What, what else? What, what's what's wrong it with still it? Rewards, it's, it still rewards incompetence. What in the hell did the Bengals do to deserve Joe Burrow other than suck okay. for one year, okay. the right year? That's all they did to deserve Joe Burrow. It, it rewards incompetence. And well, somebody's got to be last. Sometimes teams are going to fall apart. I know. Some, okay. I, I know. I know. I, you know. I mean, it's sports. Here's Somebody another angle too, yeah. Pete. Pete, look, we're making progress here. We're trying to help the NFL get better. This is the counter to all those days where people are like, "Why do you hate the NFL?" We're trying to make it better. We're trying to push it to be better. I think this makes it better. And here's another reason to eliminate tanking. This is a potential source of the inevitable gambling scandal that's going to bite the NFL in the ass like a big rattlesnake. It's going to happen one of these days. And by removing the temptation to tank, you remove and avoid any argument that somebody did not try to win a game where people had a lot of money riding on the outcome of that game. That's not good for business. That's not good for anybody connected to the business if it happens. This is a way to get rid of tanking, create an exciting moment in the offseason give 18 markets the ability to turn a negative into a positive we didn't make the playoffs but we're in it for Wemby or whoever that guy is whenever whatever it is the first pick in the draft is always a big deal we're in it for the first pick in the draft I'm gonna push this hard why? In part because it's I, slow right now, it, but in it, part because I think we got something here. What, what? I, I think got we got nothing. something here. We got nothing. This sport's We've perfect. Got you have no proof of something. anybody tanking. No, it's not perfect. You, it's perfect? Are you freaking kidding it's, me? It's really damn perfect? good. What Kool-Aid are you drinking? Well, I don't know. I'm, look, I'm drinking Avenue. the Kool-Aid it's where the team can perfect. be worse than football and then go to the Super Bowl the next year. That's the Kool-Aid I'm drinking. I'm in reality. Oh. You're in if oh. world right now. Ifs, what's, buts, do oh. this. But, what, Mike, who tanked? Who, tell me who's been tanking in the NFL. Tell me your proof. Where? Show me. Maybe your one Bucks game in the last, what, seven years ago? It's still there. Oh, it's one. The what, who? Tell me there. who. The temptation Every is year there. we see teams that are yeah, The Eagles shit. Commanders game a couple of years ago uh, and they when they s- took out Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay. They, they, they don't have to play their players. They were, they, Stephen Ross. They were in Stephen the playoffs trying to lose. that year, weren't they? That, that Stephen Ross. Yeah. The the Joe Burrow year. Right. They Stephen wanted two. They couldn't even tank Brian and pull Flores. it off. But they couldn't pull it off. No. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. Well, Stop. what? what is, where was the tanking? Let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. Now that you're triggered. I am. In 2019. Yes. Stephen Ross decided he wanted Joe Burrow during the season. Right. Before the season, it was tanked for Tua. Right. During the season, he decided he wanted Burrow. He wanted to lose. He told Brian Flores repetedly, I'll give you $100,000 per loss. Remember, that's the whole thing that he got away I with know. it because it was a joke. Right. Like so many of these other jokes, like Gronk, Gronk had his playbook six weeks before he joined the Buccaneers. I'm still waiting for the punchline well after the fact. I don't know what the joke is. And it's one of those things you don't joke about. No, I like, agree. 
you know, when you're going through security at the airport, you don't joke about having a bomb in your bag. Oh, it's just a joke. Well, you know, tell that to the judge when he's sentencing you to three years behind bars. So tanking is real. The temptation is very real. This process, my point is, back to where we started. The NFL doesn't have a draft lottery because the NFL doesn't want to have a system that acknowledges the temptation to tank. The temptation to tank is there. They don't want a system that acknowledges it. Hey, I was the worst team. I get more balls. I was the Bengals. We sucked this year. We get most of the balls in the Joe Burrow lottery. And it it, it introduces, it, it, it gives credence to the idea that, hey, it's bad to be good. Or no, it's good to be bad. If you're bad, you could be good. I don't like that. I don't like to reward incompetence. I don't like it to be, hey, it's my right. I was bad, so give me, give me, give me the best player. Think about that for a second. What, what message does that send to the world? That if you are woefully inept and the worst of the worst and you just suck and you're horrible, your reward for it is you get dibs on one of the best players to come out of college in 20 years. Okay. What, in what world does that make sense? Well, what sense? if you're trying and working and you're building something and you're just not that good and you're doing everything the right way? You deserve to be rewarded and get better and all of a sudden start to become a better team. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's that's the way you reward the, the worst teams. Right. None, of them, none of these teams are starting out the year trying to do that. You know, I've heard you say multiple times oh, this week. At some point, they it's the, that it's way. the one sport where half the league, half the playoff contenders are out, and there's a new half in every year. I, I mean, that does not sound broken or tanking or not people not trying. Everybody's trying. Okay, if everybody doesn't try their absolute until best, they know. Look, okay, Chris, maybe everybody doesn't put their Chris. best foot forward the last three weeks of the year to position themselves a little. So what? It doesn't mean the other guys aren't trying. The teams have Chris, the right to sit out their stars or whoever Chris, at that moment. Ross went into the 2019 season. I firmly believe I was present and heard. I know the, the owner, and he couldn't get it done. He lungs. couldn't get it done. He tried. He, so what? I know. There was too many moving parts. It's hard in football. There. You can't tell Brian Flores not to win a game. Sorry. A different coach. A different coach might have gone along with it and made maybe one point six million extra dollars that year. Yeah, maybe. And I and think Chris, if you go back and look at twenty nineteen, right? If you go back and look at twenty nineteen, early in the year, early in the year, I think he was going along with it. Early in the year, I think that they were losing, and they knew they were losing, and they were going to take their lumps, as Stephen Ross said. As I stood there and heard him say it, sometimes you just got to take your lumps, right? Because. We take, we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So let's go ahead and suck because we got this guy coming out that we really want. My whole point, back to the original observation I was making, the NFL doesn't have a draft lottery because the NFL doesn't want to legitimize the, the very real temptation to tank. Yeah. And there is a real temptation to tank. And if one team acts on it, it's too many. And that's what the NFL is trying to avoid. They don't want one team to act on it. And, you know, is it is it fair to the worst of the worst, to the to the to the woe begotten and uh, and ragamuffin teams to to give the Lions or the Steelers, who were the teams that just barely missed the playoffs an equal chance? Well, you know what? Don't suck. Don't be dysfunctional. Don't be horrible. I think it would be great. I think it would be that's, great. That's, that's a bullcrap comment, though. That's a just a throw. Oh, don't suck. Operation. I know you're trying, but don't suck. Oh, okay. But, okay, Mike. But, yeah, they'll build something but, and then just Chris, get screwed over by luck for a bunch of years, too? That, 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 that doesn't work. No. It's not. You're Chris, not. Yeah. The, the, look, we, we, know, we know the bad teams. We know the bad teams. Right. Why are, right? Why are the bad teams bad? I don't know. What do you mean? You mean the bad teams of the Rams that won the Super Bowl two years ago? Or the bad team of Arizona who was. I'm talking about the who, Cardinals. Are you talk, oh, the, do you mean Cardinals. the team that was in the playoffs two years ago as well? Like that team? That's the one you're talking about? I know. Well, so I dysfunctional. It's crazy. I think in hindsight. Okay. I think in, well, they are, oh, come on. Come on, Chris. I know Marcus, they're they dysfunctional, but it's, I'm, they were. They never should have hired Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. But, they had top 10 picks in consecutive years and took quarterbacks. Look at all the stuff that's coming out. The playoff berth was an aberration. You're twisting your facts. No, here. what's your you're point, though? Your but you're talking yourself. about the worst of the worst, and I'm telling you My it's a system is, that's a team that's been relevant, too, here a little bit. They've been, you, we went into last year going, I, I, it's as relevant as they've been in forever with Kyler Murray and stuff. You're forgetting. You're having you're having lottery memory from last night, and you're forgetting some of this stuff. I'm sorry. My 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 point is my point is we should not reward the worst team every year 
automatically. That should not be the system. That has a deeper message that I think is troubling, that if you suck bad enough, somebody's going to come along and hand you something that ostensibly is going to make you better. And look how many teams have pissed away and squandered. Well, that's that the other thing, too. Pick. Wait, that great. So could have been a, a good player somewhere else. Well, I, that's a, a tank. So what? So, oh, the Dolphins. I mean, they had the pick. They could have, yeah, they, they tried to, they still make the wrong pick. They, they take two over Herbert. They don't know what they're doing anyway. So, I mean, but they would have taken Burrow. They tried to get Burrow. Sure. They tried to trade up to get Burrow. That, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a losing argument for you. Steven Ross decided at some point during 2019 he didn't want Tua and he wanted Burrow. And he was doing everything he could to get Burrow. And even after he finished fifth in the draft ranking instead of first, he did everything he could to try to get the Bengals to give him Burrow. And they refused all offers. And I think it was dumb to yeah. refuse all offers. They were putting a lot of eggs in the Burrow basket, but they got it right. They were smart to tell Steven Ross to go away and leave me alone. And yeah. you know what? Who knows that Burrow would have been Burrow with the Dolphins? I don't know. No. I don't know. Maybe it worked out perfectly for him in Cincinnati. But but anyway, anyway, this is uh, – we, we still have yet to get to the top yes. topic for today, which is Joe Burrow, by the way. Right. But – Sorry, it was a good but, talk. It was a uh, good-spirited conversation. I enjoyed it. But, but this – I think this illustrates the problem that the NFL faces. How do we do a draft lottery – that avoids all of these other issues from coming to the forefront. They know all these other issues are out there. The Stephen Ross, the Buccaneers getting Jameis Winston, the Eagles benching Jalen Hurts on a Sunday night game that they still could have won because they get a, a few spots higher in this draft ranking and this but the, the Howie Roseman works like a maestro to move up and down and all around. He knows it's better to be higher if you're not going to make the playoffs. It's always better to be higher as you start into that process of doing this trade and this trade and this trade. It's there, it's real, and there's no way to do a draft lottery, the NFL believes, that doesn't shine a light on it. They're trying to avoid shining a light on it. That's People say to me, why didn't the NFL have a draft lottery? The NBA's is great. They don't want to shine a light on the temptation to tank. That's my point. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Devontae Adams. That's our our top item for today. We'll get to Joe Burrow later. Devontae Adams had an interview with The Ringer, and he said some interesting stuff. Yeah, he did. And, and one thing that he said was very interesting was about Aaron Rodgers. And uh, he said that he proved last year that he does not need Aaron Rodgers to succeed. And we never thought about that aspect of it. These two guys are tied together, and they both have a lot of success together. But the receiver yeah. thinks the quarterback's getting too much of the credit for it. <clears throat> sure. Well, it's not just the quarterback, it's me too. So I go somewhere else with a lesser quarterback, even though I remember last year he called Derek Carr Hall of Hall Famer. Of Amer. From one Hall of Famer to another Hall <laughs> yeah, of Famer. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, know, now we know what he thinks about Derek Carr. He's going to find a lesser quarterback so he can prove to the world it's not the guy throwing the ball. It reminds me of a few years ago when the Falcons had their issue with Julio Jones. They give Matt Ryan $30 million a year. Julio's at $15 million a year. Something's wrong with this picture. The quarterback isn't twice as good as me. Right. I'm part of the reason why right. you're giving the quarterback $30 million a year. And I think that mindset influenced Devontae Adams' desire to get out of Green Bay. And he never said it that way at the time. And Rodgers wasn't going to come out and say it. And I think maybe one of the reasons Rodgers was okay with it is deep down he realized what Devontae was trying to do. He's trying to go prove that he can still get it done without the quarterback. He thinks he can go get it done with a lesser guy, and he proved that he could. Definitely. De I mean, listen, he's, he's a special talent. There, there's no question about that. He's a top-tier route runner. 
You know, to me, this year showed a more ability to be, you know, explosive playmaker than I had seen in Green Bay, which was a, a pleasant surprise. But Mike, I mean, you know, we know we're competitors and all types of things in that way. Yeah, there there was probably people like me and others out there, you know, giving too much credit to Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. And you get sick of hearing that when you're Devontae Adams, you know, and, and maybe not thinking you're quite getting the respect you deserve as far as the hierarchy of top receivers in football. So he got to go somewhere and, and show, hey, it's, it's not just the quarterback. It's the player. And, and, you know, hey, we know good receivers need a good quarterback for sure. But he got into his place, too. The, the system is great. A offensive coordinator knows how to use them the right way. And that allowed him to show all his different abilities and skill sets that he can offer. And, man, he flourished. But, uh, yeah, as a competitor, I certainly can see him having that little chip on his shoulder and wanting to show the world or the doubters that, you know, it's not just Aaron Rodgers making it happen, that he was a top-tier physical specimen himself. And for him, the proof of that was being first-team All-Pro, and the article paints the picture of yeah. how obsessed he was with finding out, did I make first-team All-Pro to him? That was the ultimate vindication and validation of his skills away from Aaron Rodgers. It proved that I am me, he said. A quarterback doesn't make me. I make me, and I can do it consistently at this level. That's why last season meant a lot. Even if I went and played like dog shit next year, they can't say it because now I've already proved it throughout the course of the season, played every game, and put together a resume that says I do not need. You can erase all the numbers. You can just write in he didn't need Aaron Rodgers. Now... It doesn't change the fact that he still wanted him. Yeah, he also said that right. he tried to recruit Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Having that distance and time away kind of made me miss him. And he proved he can do it without him. See, they get together again, and it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers featuring Devontae Adams. Right. It's going to be Rodgers and Adams. Equal billing because Adams proved that he deserves it. Yeah, well, yes, equal billing, right? He's proved it. He's had that one year. Hey, wait, it's not just you. But also smart enough to realize, hey, wait, if Aaron Rodgers gets here, we're a better football team. And I am a better football player, right, period. So he, he's he's smart enough to see that. He kind of, you know, checked the box or answered that question, crossed that off, whatever, to say, wait, I don't need a, a Hall of Fame quarterback to be really good. And I, listen, honestly – you know, uh, it's great that he he learned that too. But if you you know you look at the the current landscape and, and the way the NFL is, you know, it's a little bit of probably an overblown subject. Anyways, it really is. I mean, you know, I, I you you can you could make a case. Hey, we know a receiver needs a good quarterback, but for stats wise and things like that, man, I don't know. The offensive coordinator might be as, every bit as important as that. We I, we could sit here and and talk about a a lot of receivers who you know, had a thousand yards, right? And I'd go, well, their quarterback was nothing special. You know, I mean, Terry McLaurin, Garrett Wilson was in the quarterback conundrum of the Jets last year. He had a thousand yards. I mean, there's a plenty, plenty of guys you could look at that way and go, oh, well, hey, the offense knows how to use him. He's a good player and they feed him the ball. Now, you know, that's what Devontae Adams got. But I think now he got that part of his appetite quenched or whatever or whatever whatever I'm trying to say and and now he's at a spot where he's going okay now I want more I want to win we need to get in the playoffs I want to win a Super Bowl and be the guy that way and, and his attention's turned to that and that's the problem now he's stuck yeah he went to Vegas last year to prove to the world that he is a high-end receiver first team all pro without Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball and now Derek Carr is gone Jimmy Garoppolo is in and this is something, and I give Pete credit here. Everybody else was locking on to the Rodgers aspect of the ringer column, but like so many of these other interviews, yeah, there's there's more a gem or two hidden yeah. if you have the patience to sift through the word salad. And I'm not being critical here because I understand that there are folks in the business who like to write lengthy articles, and there are reasons for it, and some people like to read it. From my perspective, I'm just looking for the news. I don't need the flowery setting of the scene. I just want news, 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 news. And sometimes news, news, news isn't obvious. It's obvious at the top with Aaron Rodgers, and then you got to pay attention to the rest of it. But there's a reward there. There's a Tootsie Roll center of the Tootsie Pop because he said some stuff about the Raiders. And if I'm... 
Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler, the coach and GM respectively of the Raiders, I'm thinking, man, well, what the hell's going on here? Uh, one, one comment was, we got to figure out the big picture. The front office thinks this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. I mean, that's just kind of casually thrown out there. Yeah. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. That's not at the, at the time of the year where everybody's zero and zero and everything is awesome and the arrow is pointing up. That's not the kind of statement you want coming from one of your best players. No, no, I mean not. It, it is. It's a. It's a. Uh, it is kind of a jarring statement. A hundred percent. I think especially you know if you don't if you just see it alone or maybe don't know Devonte Adams or know about him at all. Like listen, I, I've never. I don't know Devonte Adams, but I know people up in Green Bay and with the Raiders. Damn, I mean. He's got the utmost respect from everybody. We're I mean, talking about a pro's pro, a guy that loves the game. He's great in the locker room. He does all that. I think the Raiders and Josh McDaniels, you know, one, you know, they empowered him, of course, by the trade and how much money they got him. I think Josh McDaniels learned from his, his first head coaching job with the Denver Broncos. Hey, wait, relationship with star receiver who ain't afraid to talk is very important. Right. And that in that little, you know, issue he had with Brandon Marshall there in Denver. So there was that. And I think the new Josh McDaniels has let Devontae Adams have a word. Hey, what, what do you think? What do you think about the team? What are we going to do this, that? And they've let him have a say or at least informed him of what is going on. And uh, that is, I think, a part of the new Josh McDaniels approach and what the Raiders are doing. But obviously they didn't listen to him. And Devontae's okay with it, but yeah, he had a different vision, and I'm dying to know what that different vision is, uh, or at least in his mind. I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. Yeesh. Yeah. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. And I think a lot of it, it has to go back to Derek Carr out and Jimmy Garoppolo in, and Jimmy Garoppolo's style of play. Throwing the ball outside the numbers. Isn't that one of your big criticisms of him? He doesn't throw the ball outside the yeah. numbers enough. It's all right. down the middle. Yeah. That's kind of Shanahan, but it's also what Garoppolo has done with Shanahan. And here's Devontae Adams outside the numbers. He doesn't have to become a running back to be successful with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. So he may have had a wish list of quarterbacks. I, it sounds like it or something. a few available this right. year. Right. And Jimmy G may have been at the bottom of that wish list. Maybe. I mean, certainly. Uh, I, 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 that's, I mean, that's what it seems like as far as there was a wish list or he had a vision of another quarterback that he thought could get them over the hump. You know, but, but, but who is that? You know, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and then, you know, I mean, what were the, the so much better options than Jimmy Garoppolo, right? That, that's what I'm just wondering. I mean, we know Derek Carr wasn't a part of the equation because they got rid of him and that was it. But who else out there is like, was going to make Devontae Adams feel that much better. I guess that's where I'm very intrigued. Garoppolo, I know he ain't not, not a Yeah, super- I doubt that. Right, go ahead, go ahead. I doubt he was advocating for a trade for Lamar Jackson. Right. Um, you know, they, they could have, I guess, tried to trade for Matthew Stafford. That's one of the, the you know, worst-kept secrets. The Rams were kind of wishing and hoping and praying that someone would make them an offer for Matthew Stafford so they could get out from under that awful contract they gave him after they won the Super Bowl. What about Tom Brady? What about Brady, who's reportedly going to own part of the team? Would Brady fit Devontae Adams' style better than Jimmy G? Yes. I mean, Brady. Brady's, of course, I mean, he's Brady. He still pushed the ball down the field, right? I mean, that's the thing. I was amazed by Brady. You heard me the last few years. It's just I, I can't get over how aggressive he became and as a as a thrower, um, but you know I think with the Raiders too, yeah they were a little bit like hey we know that's only a one year rental and we're you know we're not sure what's going to happen there I, I don't know but that would yeah I would say it's a better option for sure definitely but the advantage here is Garoppolo is going to know more of the offense this one than than Derek Carr at least right. So you, you can look at it and go, wait, I had 1,800 yards last year, and, man, I had a handful of games where I was open a bunch more and the quarterback didn't get it to me. And Garoppolo knows this offense more, and not only where he's going to know where I am and where everybody is, but they'll probably get to get into more in-depth aspects of the playbook here because of Garoppolo's prior knowledge to that as well for where they were with Carr. So in a lot of ways, again, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see – him have the same stats and output as last year 
Or I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, he's going to be the focal point of that offense, that's for sure. Then there's a question of winning, of being competitive. Yeah, let's they, get into that. They are in a tough division right? in the conference where all the great teams currently are but for the 49ers and the Eagles. He said of a rebuild, I don't have enough time for that. My goal is to win a Super Bowl with this team, and that's why I didn't come here to just be cute with Derek. It is to really try and have a shot and change this organization. I don't know that he's got enough time to do it. I think he's got two years left, the way his contract is structured, and right. then his salary spikes to like $35 million. I think they're going to do two more years, and then it's going to be see you later, Devontae, unless he's willing to take a lot less money. So this is it for him. He's got two seasons. Do you really see the Raiders turning it around in that division, in that conference, in two years, and becoming a Super Bowl contender? I think that's more of a job than anyone could pull off. That That's, that's where... I think I have maybe a little problem with some of his comments, right? I don't think Devon, I don't come away from this and go, oh, the Raiders have a Devontae Adams problem, right? I think Devontae Adams is just one of those guys that he speaks freely. He's pretty well thought out. That's what his honest feeling was, and he throws it out there. He's at work today and going to work hard and be the ultimate professional. That's all I've ever heard about the guy, right? I mean, you know I have relationships with some of those Raiders people. I mean, he's the ultimate worker. So... I don't think it's an issue that way. Now, where I will throw the challenge flag at Devontae Adams a little bit is to go kind of where you're going here. All right. He's talked about he had this year of, wait, I proved it without Rodgers. I'm the man. I don't need Rodgers. That that seemed to be pretty high up on important things for Devontae Adams. Salary, the money, the contract, all that. Of course, that was very important, too. You could not have looked at the Raiders in that process before you were traded there and gone, Super Bowl's coming in the next year or two. There's no way. You chose stats and money, all right? Then you got to hang in here with the vision of the football team. That's what you chose. That's what you chose. You could not, no freaking way, have looked at the Raiders and gone, wait, coaching change. We know this new coach wants to run things a lot different and there's going to be roster turnover we're not going to the Super Bowl this year or next year and then in the AFC West like you said so that's where I want to go a little bit like hey man you you, you can't have it all I mean you you chose to be at home closer to your family get big time money and prove which is very important as you've laid out here in this article of the athletic that you wanted to show the people that you were the man without Aaron Rodgers and now you want the team to win the Super Bowl and listen to you at quarterback and all that. It, it, it's just a lot. That's the only thing I'll challenge about all of it. And I agree with you. Look, yeah. he picked a spot where he could show that I'm him. And what better place to do it than where there's a quarterback who already knows me. A quarterback who's already friendly with me. Right. This works out perfectly. I go there. I know I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to be able to prove it's going to be easy for me to prove that I can get it done without Aaron Rodgers lesser quarterback but a quarterback I know yeah so I have a little inside track to get what I want there took the money and wanted to be close to family that was important very to important him. which but good he for can't him. act like yeah he can't he can't act like this was some sort of a dream team architecture where he was trying to find the perfect spot like we see quarterbacks do like Tom Brady when he yeah. went to the Buccaneers he didn't go there because he wanted to live in Tampa he went there because he wanted to win a Super Bowl right without Bill Belichick, and he picked his spot, and it worked. Yep. So you're right. Now Devontae Adams has checked the box, proved that I'm I'm me, I'm him, without Aaron Rodgers. Check the box, got a big pile of money. Check the box near my family. Right. You can't check that next box. You're not going to be able to check that next box. I mean, it just – You can't have it, it all. Is. Right. It's one of the yeah. realities right. of having that many great teams, that many great quarterbacks – in the division, in the conference, it's going to take a lot, and it's unrealistic. And you're going to drive yourself crazy right. if you demand that in the next two years you're going to get your hand on the side of a Lombardi trophy. That, that's right. That, 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 that's all I'm saying. And that's the only thing I'll challenge. And, I'm, you know, hey, I'm certainly not mad at him for going there and proving he's the man and living by his family and, and getting paid and all that. That's, that's awesome. But – yeah, it's it's you know when you when you do things for that reason there, yeah, usually the other stuff doesn't always line up exactly how you want it as well. That's all I'm saying in that department. And he's got to hang in there, and and hey, he's valued for sure. He we know that McDaniel's knows how to use a guy like Devonte Adams. I mean, this is a guy that's you know can run routes like Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. 
but he's a much bigger human being and much faster straight away. So he's got way more to offer. And that's where it's just endless in that offense and my experience and knowing the Josh McDaniel offense. I mean, he's got everything, every route in the world. And, you know, they have a lot of rules and Devontae Adams is really smart. But yeah, the Raiders, I mean, Mike, I'm, you know, let's talk about the Raiders. What's, I mean, I would go, the Raiders make the playoffs. It's a huge victory for the year. Like, wow, unbelievable, right? Like you said, the state of their team, where they're at, AFC West, all of that. It'd be like, I'd be, if I'm Devontae Adams going, hey, it's two years from now where hopefully we can set ourselves up to be a real Super Bowl contender. But that's, I don't know, it's not going to happen this year. Yeah, look, I I agree. Uh, I think playoffs are an uphill. Uphill, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a huge victory, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, so he's, he's, and I understand that, no one's wired to say, well, I'm content to be eight and nine. I'm content to get my yards and catches. I'm content to get my paycheck. But I think he also realizes, and he realized it when he picked the Raiders last year, that this is kind of where it is. This is kind of where he fits, where the team fits. And he knew that. He's smart enough to know that, yeah. that he wasn't going there to win a championship. If he wanted to go to a place to win a championship, he got the right division. He just got the wrong team. <laughs> yeah. He should have gone to Kansas City <laughs> right. instead, of, instead of Las Vegas. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We showed you some Joe Burrow and some Jamar Chase earlier. When we come back, we're going to tell you a little about T. Higgins and also what Joe Burrow had to say about his ongoing contract talks. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 